I'm Emma, and this is the Creative Edition. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Hi, friends. Today, we're going to be talking about the Creator Connection Report from Teachable. So I actually have a partnership going on with Teachable right now, specific for Instagram and for LinkedIn, but I thought that I would create at least a podcast episode for it because after reading the report and doing kind of an in-depth analysis and looking at all the stats, I knew that this would be really helpful for my audience here. Before we jump in, I thought we would talk about three good things that recently happened to me and I want to know three good things that happened to you. I am trying to bring mindfulness back into my everyday and so I thought this would be a good way to do that. Um, so three good things that happened to me even just today. Um, I took 10 minutes in the morning to journal, which was so grounding. I actually just talked about it on Instagram, how I literally used to journal every morning before I had Braxton. And I am realizing that that's something I want to keep doing um, and bring back into my morning routine. So yeah, I'm very grateful for those 10 minutes this morning. I also took a walk with my dog, Boone, uh, Braxton, and my mom. We all went on like a family walk in the middle of the day. So it was nice to break it up. And I also wrote two podcast outlines um, with the Creator Connection report. Um, I was, again, very inspired to do so. um, And I thought this would be helpful today. So before we jump in, I want to talk about how the report defines the main people that they're focused on, um, main consumers that they're focused on, which is Gen Z, younger millennials, and elder millennials. So the report defines Gen Z as 18 to 24 years old, younger millennials as 25 to 34 years old, and elder millennials as 35 to 44 years old. Um, I was actually a little bit surprised because I didn't realize I was a younger millennial. I thought I was just a millennial millennial. So just know, I guess the report you know, defines that there's a difference between younger and elder millennials. Secondly, the report's really focused around influencers, vloggers, bloggers, online coaches, and entrepreneurs. I think with all these different titles, the report just calls them all creators. Um, so know that when we're talking about all the creators, right, it encompasses all those types of professions on how people describe themselves, like what they do online. And then lastly, before we jump in, if you haven't heard of Teachable before, Teachable is a platform for creators to diversify their online business, connect with their audiences, and earn income in the long run. Teachable allows creators to create courses, coaching programs, digital downloads, and memberships. I actually started using Teachable in 2020. It's the main platform I use to um, sell my courses. I created my first course in 2020, How to Negotiate Paid Campaigns paid brand collaborations. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, my mom brain. And I still host that course today. I actually have not made an update. It's probably due for an update. I can't believe it's been three years since I've created that course, but I still have it open because people still purchase that course, even though I'm not like actively advertising it. Um, It's still out there. Those email templates that I've used year over year are still relevant and still work for people. And so uh, that's how I initially discovered Teachable. Um, I was with my I called my friend Tori, um, her first 100K, who I have not connected with in the last few years. I literally called her in 2020 when I found out I was being laid off and she recommended that I launch a course. And so I saw that she hosted it on Teachable. So I decided to give Teachable a try. All right, friends. And now that we've established like, you know, who the report's about, like how the report defines different age groups, I'm giving you some context on like why specifically I'm talking about Teachable. Let's go talk about just a few key insights that I have learned from this report. So the first key insight 
the report talks about top content formats for all ages. I was surprised that podcast was in the top four. So I'm just going to read through and give you guys the percentage breakdown of the top four content formats for all ages. So 54% short form social media. So short form, you know, videos, 42% long form social. So think YouTube. 36% live streams and 30% podcasts. I I guess I knew podcasts were like rising to popularity. I just didn't realize it would be in the top four. Um, I was also shocked to learn that 51% of Gen Z says that their favorite format is long form content versus 40% of millennials. I, for some reason, I think maybe just with like the pandemic, everyone was so focused on TikTok. I I thought everyone just wanted short form content. But according to this report, long form content is like still the preferred. In addition to though, with TikTok, Gen Z spends twice as much time on TikTok compared to younger millennials. I feel like that's aligned with my consumer behavior. I'm on TikTok friends, but I definitely spend like less time on it. I feel like compared to other platforms. And so you can kind of, I don't know, I would recommend thinking about like your own consumer behavior, right? If that resonates with you, if that doesn't, um, this is just like the top content format that the report has shared. So insight number two, friends, the question that I, that I found, I was like, hush, and I know this is something that every creator, or at least at one, one, one point in the creator journey, right? Should we focus on less produced content or more produced content? So I really feel like, especially in the like last few years, I feel like with the rise of TikTok, you know, things are like less produced, things are just filmed in, you know, your bathroom or in your bedroom, you know, lighting may not be super great, you may not be using a professional grade camera, you might just be using your phone. I thought that I thought this was like, kind of a a given. But what the report found is that a majority of people do prefer less produced content, because it feels more authentic, and they can relate to it more. However, friends, An emerging trend is that those who follow six or more creators say that they actually prefer more produced content. So I'm going to just with with this report, right, I'm going to give you guys like the different stats and kind of just talk about like my insights and like why I think this is the case. I feel like for consumers who follow six or more creators saying that they produce more produced content, my I think a big reason is people are looking for like escapism, right? And so for me, like I follow a lot of travel creators and it's like, I would love to travel to these places someday. The content is beautiful. It's inspiring. It's aspiring, right? And so I can see that like those, you know, especially like with the travel space in my like own personal consumer behavior (laughs) and my habits, right? I can see why people would produce, like would prefer more produced content. And so I think like with this question, I feel like for creators out there, right, like asking, do I produce less produced content, more produced content? I think it just depends like what feels more authentic to you. If you like more produced content, if you are inspired by like that creative process, creating the shot, using Photoshop, using specific like you know, Adobe editing tools to like make the videos really cool, or you want to create like those high quality videos, then like do that because no matter what, it's going to feel more authentic and more aligned for you and your audience will see that. Um, And then with that, if you, 
don't feel compelled or are not inspired to like invest in a $4,000 camera and you want to use your iPhone to film outfit videos or your cooking videos at home, then do that as well, right? I feel like with this, like I guess my anecdote is that your audience is going to feel like, it's going to feel whether you feel authentic and you feel like you're comfortable in however you produce that content. So yeah, I thought that was an interesting like insight. Like yes, majority of people do prefer less produced content, but there's still people out there who prefer more produced content. All right, friends. So insight number three, what do consumers value most, content or personality? So consumers are split on what they value. Both a strong personal brand and high quality content matters. And 70% of people say that they feel personally connected to the creators that they are most engaged with. So I also thought this was like a a good insight. Um, I feel like, I guess for me, like I when I think about like the YouTubers that I, you know, am aware of, I don't like religiously follow any YouTubers, but I think about my sister who loves like the beauty YouTube space, right? Those beauty YouTubers are not only incredibly talented, right, in their specific art form, in their trade, and their craft, but they also have like very distinct personalities and like they stand out right within the crowd. And so I think for creators, you know, you know, preparing for the end of the year, starting to think about, you know, the following year, you know, 2023 to 2024, I would really think about like if you're allowing reflecting and and asking yourself, am I allowing my personality to like shine within my page? Like, am I already creating, you know, high quality content? Am I creating content that feels authentic to me? But am I also, again, like allowing my personality to shine through? I feel like that's, that's just like a great question to like think about and reflect on. For me personally, friends, I feel like with like the podcast, like I feel like it's a natural way for me to show my personality because I can I'm talking to you guys directly. I can tell you what I'm learning. I can tell you my key insights. Um, And then you can like hear my voice, right? This for me is like a great platform to show my personality. I still do it, you know, on Instagram, right? Instagram is like my main platform. I also like, I feel like I create really shareable content on TikTok, but that TikTok for me, I feel like I, I could probably do a better job showing my personality. I don't do it as much. Again, I feel like because I'm like comfortable with voice, I'm comfortable with podcasts. It's like easy for me to show off my personality because you can hear me, you know, with my quirks and you can hear me, you know, just like talk about things. Whereas I feel like with TikTok, I'm like just focused on like the content and I'm like, oh my God, I like need to show my personality more. So there you go, friends. Even just like a mini exercise, a reflection exercise, I am recognizing and know that with every platform, I could probably do a better job showing my personality. So another key insight that I thought was really interesting is that Do people unfollow you for selling or plugging a product? I thought that was like such an interesting topic um, because I feel like, especially, especially if you kind of grew up on Instagram, you know, say like the 2015 through 2020, like generation of Instagram creators out there, right? Where it was like, oh my God, I I don't want to do too much sponsored posts. I feel like I'd be a sellout or I think people are going to be annoyed with me. I think people are going to unfollow me. I was really surprised to learn from the report that despite what creators might fear around selling or plugging a product, the larger deal breaker is when a creator's views don't align with their own. I remember friends in 2020 being so scared to sell my course because I was like, oh my God, like, 
who am I to like sell a course? Like, why would people, I bet people are going to unfollow me. I bet people don't think I'm credible for like selling a course. Like, are they going to get annoyed with me? Like plugging my product? Like, are they going to feel like I'm, you know, just selling them this course? And like, at the end of the day, like the course sold really well. And I, (laughs) I was actually like shocked how many people had actually helped. And I wish I had like had this stat back in 2020 because it would have probably eliminated all my fears around like selling or plugging a product. And so if you're a creator out there, you want to create and sell a product, you know, at the end of the year, at the beginning of next year, just know that like people unfollow you. It's more on like when your views don't align with their own. And that's okay. I feel like, I feel like maybe like if the view is, this is just like my personal this is not in the report. This is just like my thoughts, right? If there's really like a view out there that's like so misaligned with me, then I probably would unfollow somebody. But then there's also creators out there where I know I do not align with their specific views, but it's okay because, you know, I'm still like, you know, I still want to follow them for whatever that may be. And so, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And you can kind of do a reflection for you too, right? Like how, what would, cause you to unfollow someone, right? If you are annoyed that they might be selling or plugging a product, maybe you do unfollow them, but maybe it's not. And so just know, again, like if you're a creator out there who like wants to create a course, who wants to create a digital download and and plug that download, know that really that's like not a deal breaker for a lot of people. All right, friends. So the fifth um, insight I wanted to talk to talk to you guys about today is what informs the decision for a consumer to purchase from a creator. I thought this was really interesting. And again, as a creator who has sold courses, I thought this would have been really helpful for me to like know back in 2020. But again, they probably needed like the last three years of like data and people's experiences to like come up with these insights. So 41% of people say that it's the price point that informs their decision to purchase from a creator. 40% say a genuine desire to support the creator. 37% say creator's personality or brand. And then 30% is a creator's expertise. So again, I feel like price is probably a main thing, right? Like people are going to have some feelings if you're going to charge $5,000 for a coaching program or $500. But in addition to just like price, like obviously that's important, right? To like drive purchase behavior. Um, I was surprised that a creator's expertise, like that was less important than a creator's personality or brand. Maybe because like I'm someone who like looks for expertise and like credibility, like I value that a little bit higher. But again, I was surprised. I was like, wow, a creator's like personality or brand like literally overrides their expertise. But I feel like for people to feel connected to you, they would need to know you. And so knowing you is understanding who you are as a brand and knowing your personality. And so while expertise might be important, um, knowing you as a creator is more important than that. And then also like the 40% stat about a genuine desire to support the creator. I was really surprised at that. And maybe this is like a stat that like I underestimate a lot because I'm like, I don't know, like I'm like, do people like if I sold a crew neck, right, for creators, if I sold, you know, started like whatever it might be, something, a journal for creators, right? I'm like, would people really want to purchase that? But here, like the st- 40% of people say they literally purchase from a creator because they want to support them. And I love that. And so 
no friends, like, yes, pricing is impor- important, but like your audience, those consumers knowing you as a personality, as a brand, and their gen- genuine desire to support you also matters. So the last insight I wanted to talk about today is the favorite content styles of consumers. I thought this is really important because for those out there, social media managers, um, again, creators, influencers, bloggers, right? We're constantly, you know, thinking about, you know, different content that we can create for our platforms. And so I thought it would be really interesting to like show the breakdown of the favorite content styles. So 51% of people say entertainment. So think about like those content videos, short form videos around day in the life or get ready with me or a travel vlog. I'm not surprised that it's entertainment, right? Like people look to escape, people look to be entertained, people want to laugh. And so um, more than half of consumers, like that's their favorite content style. 22% is how-to or DIY. Um, Also like educational types of content might fall into this, like depending on how you frame it. So think about like how to style your hair with a claw clip or how to repot your plants or um, how to organize pantry, right? I'm also like not surprised that like that's like the second favorite type of content. I thought it would be higher than 22%, um, but that is like a second like favorite content type for consumers. 18% is advice, guidance, or self-help, and then 9% is interview or Q&A. And then lastly, friends, some of the content niches that resonate with consumers most include entertainment, food, lifestyle, health, and wellness. So friends, if you are like creating and planning content, maybe you want to experiment with like content that you're going to create at the end of the year, at the beginning of next year, right? I would think about like what your content types, content styles that you're creating for your platform and seeing if that kind of falls in with like what these breakdowns are. Like, do you, if you create entertainment types of content, are those the types of content that create the most views? Or if you create how-to content, are those the type of content styles that that get the most traffic and the, get the most comments. And then that way, when you do that content audit, right, and you find that information for your page, you are better informed on what type of content to create next for your page. I think one thing I've talked about in the past is that once you figure out like what works for your audience, you're always going to adjust and experiment, try new things. But if something's working, continue to make sure that works for you. That could be as simple as repurposing top performing seasonal content from the previous year. Or maybe it's you experimenting with a different type of get ready with me video or day in the life video and doing more of that. All right, friends. So I hope you enjoyed this recap of the Creator Connection Report. Um, I Again, I just shared some of the key insights that I thought were helpful for me and I thought would be helpful for you today. Go ahead and check out the report and let me know if you learned anything new. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. If we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you can find us at MS Edition and at The Creative Edition. Sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group and we'll see you guys next time.